Good morning, my friends. <laughs> Actually, good afternoon, rather. <laughs> it's 3.30 my time, so it's, it might be a morning for some of you. So good morning to you. Good morning or good afternoon to the rest of us. And good evening to those of you where it's evening. It's nice to see you today for today's episode of Happiness After Codependency. We're going to explore the topic. Uh, the topic of... Are you confusing your feelings with other people's feelings? And what, how to identify that and what to do about it. This will be episode number 11 in How to Know Yourself. So that series is expanding a bit. I'm excited to talk with you today about that. Before we get to that, to that, I need to share this out with the community online. The community is your safe haven where you can find additional support, guidance, and tools in healing your codependency and discovering who you are beyond that codependency, because that's what I do. I help you come to know, love, and be who you are. That's the work of becoming free of codependency. So link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, as well as, let me click the button here and get that out there before I get to the next thingy. We have a couple of announcements. There we go. Announcement number one. Number one announcement is the enrollment for the Happiness After Codependency system is open. It'll be open till April 8th. So we got about a week and a half, two weeks there. This is where you can get your spot in the system that transitions you from codependency to interdependency by taking you through four specific steps. That is restoring and healing your self-trust, coming to know or coming to restore safety, sanity, and sovereignty in your world, then coming to know, love, and be who you are, and then create happy relationships in your life. To learn more about the Happiness After Codependency System, link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, in the description. And if you're watching via YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Second announcement is we have the Happiness, or the, the Happiness, the Healing Codependency Essentials Trainings that start April 8th. It's our next live course. Enrollment for that is open. The link is above on Facebook for that, below on YouTube on that, and on my front page on my website at freetheself.com. This course is specifically f- narrowly focused on helping you identify your codependent impulses and connect them to healthy adult impulses, neutralize the fantasy that drives those codependency impulses, connect with reality, and then uh, disengage and soothe the fawn response that motivates those behaviors, find more peace with that, and then reconnect with your personal power. So we do that over four weeks. That starts April 8th and um, on Mondays at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. So come join us with that. All right, so let's jump into today's topic with the excitement, the exciting topic of A, are you confusing their feelings with your feelings? This is a really, really common thing for us to do when we don't have a sense of self we don't have an orientation to our body to what it's doing to how it's responding to the world to the things around it we will tend to seek that from outside of ourselves so basically what this looks like is this concept called external orientation or other focus or being focused on the other whereas it shows up like this. So if I am experiencing something, I will look to the other person to determine what I feel about it. So let me know in the comments below if that is something you guys have done or do you see yourself doing. Hi, Linda. Thank you for the feedback on that. So yeah, that's 
that's what we're doing. It's what happens to us is when we don't have a reference point to our own emotions, to our own feelings, to our own thoughts, our own perceptions of things, we will find a reference point to it outside of ourselves. And that will be somebody else's perspective, somebody else's feelings, somebody else's opinions, somebody else's desires, their wants, their needs, but not our own. And we do this for a couple, well, I do this not just a couple reasons, but several sometimes. The first one is, is it's scary to know ourselves. It's scary to have an opinion, to have a want, to have a need, to have a feeling. It's scary to us to have that because we have been punished for it by other people. We've been criticized for it. We've been put down for it. We've been dismissed for it. We've been rejected for it. We've been ignored for it. This kind of reflection back to us, this kind of treatment of our thoughts, our feelings, our wants, our needs, our perspectives, taught us to fear these things and not to put them out there because that hurt. So that's number one. The second one is we have three necessities that drive us in our lives. We want safety. We want connection. We want identity. And if our experience of our feelings, wants, needs, desires, perspectives, and all that is a negative one, we're going to set those aside and try to absorb what somebody else prioritizes so that we can get that sense of connection, that sense of identity, and that sense of safety there. This is a form of the fawn response showing up. This is where people-pleasing shows up. And this is where we end up confusing our feelings with their feelings and their feelings with ours. Because in people-pleasing and fawning, we're not listening to what we feel we're listening to what they feel, and then we have an emotional reaction to that. And usually what occurs in this cycle is, okay, this person wants this thing, I do this thing for them, I feel good, or I feel better, or I feel safer. And we think that that's what we feel. We think that, oh, because I feel these feelings of betterness or saferness or worthiness, that I too must like this thing. But then we're also wondering why we feel so empty, frustrated, bored, not really into it. And we wonder where we go, what happens to our sense of self when this person leaves our world, when the relationship ends or we leave them or they discard us. And we feel empty. We feel lost. We feel like we're in a vacuum. It's because our locus of focus, ooh, a rhyme, locus of focus, is over there. They take it all with them. We don't have a strong sense of self there. We don't have an internal orientation to our own reality, our own lived perspective. As Pam says, but then our safety resides in the other person based on their approval. Bingo. Yes. Their approval gives us permission to be safe, to be connected, to have this identity, to feel something, that kind of stuff. So this is why we get our, their feelings confused with ours, because we don't have a reference to our own feelings. So here's what we need to do about this. And this, my friends, is a journey. This takes time. It takes persistence. And it takes, most of all, curiosity and a willingness to acknowledge what you experience in your body. This morning in the, um, the workshop, the uh, Four Essential concepts and practices workshop that I'm doing this week, we talked about the legitimacy 
of our reactions, our internal reactions, and in, included in that, in that legitimacy, in the innate legitimacy of those reactions, is our feelings, our wants, how we react to things. Now, that's an in-body experience. So our first step is to come back to our body. It's to acknowledge, what am I feeling right now about this? And what do I think I should feel about this? We can differentiate a little further and go, hey, that person over there, person A, feels this thing about that. What do I feel about that? What do I feel about what they feel? And now we're starting to get a dimension in our perspective, some, some nuance into our own experience about that person's perspective and about the thing itself. And this is happening internally. And this can take some time to connect to because a lot of times what we're doing is analyzing for the right feeling, analyzing for the right sensation. So we're actually ignoring what's there. The way out of analysis is acknowledgement. So when I started this work, my first step in that was, well, person A likes this thing. You know, I don't like this thing. And the reason I knew I didn't like the thing is my body was just like, or I don't feel anything about it right now. So I give myself some time with it. Sometimes it was a really clear, like, I like it too, because it, the idea of it alone, not with this person, but it alone, the thing by itself, brought me joy. And I also started to test things. It's like, oh, do I like this because they like it? How can I know that? Well, if I take them out of the equation, what do I think about this thing? Right there, I started to realize real fast, I don't really like this thing. This thing doesn't matter to me. I don't care about it. It's irrelevant to me. Or yeah, I like it. I like this too. Wow, we have a common interest. We start to decode ourselves, to discern ourselves, or differentiate ourselves from others. This helps us start to become real to ourselves so that we can have access to more of our boundaries, more of our wants, more of our needs, more of our own wisdom, our intuition, and our basic sense of existence. So let me know in the comments what you think about this. I'm going to check the comments now. So Linda says, it's fascinating how this will come up in me when I meet a new person, even after years of work. Yeah, that's not an abnormal thing. Because these are impulses that have been in our body for a long time. We're, in a way, wired to respond this way. The fact that you can identify it shows me that you've done the work. Now your job is go like, oh yeah, this impulse to please or to take on their feelings or their perspective reminds me to look at myself. See, that's what we do with codependent impulses. That, that course, the Healing Codependency Essentials Trainings, that's what I'm going to teach you how to do. Is oh, with this impulse, it reminds me to do this other thing. So we don't need to get rid of the impulse. We don't need to shame it or eliminate it. We just use it to our advantage by helping it. Oh, so if I want to please someone, that tells me I need to check my safety or I need to check in with what I really, really want here before I make a commitment. It's that kind of thing. So that's what we explore there. So uh, Pam says, I literally did not know if I liked or thought I did not like certain foods based on such unbelievable enmeshment with my mother's child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no separation, no boundary, no individuality there. Because we're so, um, in that 
instance, we are engulfed by the expectation of the parent and the consequence that comes by violating that expectation. We don't get a sense of ourselves in this. So what we, again, what we do about this is we've got to come back to our body. We've got to listen to how our body responds to the things we're encountering. Sometimes that is a challenge to do because the body doesn't feel like it's a safe space. So our step at this point is to start learning how to calm or soothe the nervous system and gently begin to reorient to the body. I recommend trauma work on this because it really needs to be a personal journey. There's a lot of courses out on these things and stuff like that. They'll give you a framework for it, but also working with a somatic therapist to help you gently connect to and titrate your experience of your body is going to be essential so that you can reference your own capacity and limits while someone else creates a safe container for you to navigate that through. But it starts here with our body. Uh, one of the easiest, I'll put that in quotes, easiest, simplest tools I have my students do, and this comes from the Know Yourself strategy that's part of the happiness after codependency system, is I have them go out to the store and walk around the store and listen to how their body responds to items in the store. Go look at some clothes, look at some food, look at some items, and see what speaks to you, what's revolting to you, what is boring to you. Um, what is eh, in the middle, what's a maybe. Get a sense for these basic impulses in our body because we have a yes impulse, a no impulse, maybe impulse, confusion impulse, and then we have this light and heavy experience. So like, this feels really light and expansive and energizing to me. Or wow, this is just heavy and a slog. And these can help us discern what we're looking for and what we want. When we get in tune with this internal discernment system we have this ability to sense into what we want we're getting more in tune with our own boundaries our own wants and ultimately our own happiness and joy so that's where we start with the body and then we start listening to how it responds to things so that we can discern our own voice in this work so that is today's episode my friends thank you for being here thank you for the comments thank you for your support um, share this video out people you know benefit from it thank you for sharing my work out with the world i've seen uh, the impact of that i've seen a lot more people coming in to the work i really appreciate it because guys i succeed because of you <laughs> you're the magic behind my success and i really appreciate that so go gently with yourselves i will see you in our next training and have a splendid day bye-bye